Welcome to Inside Hogwarts, a Harry Potter podcast made by kids for kids. I'm Daisy. And I'm Vaughn. And today we're talking about Chapter 17 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, The The Air of Slytherin. So, I mean, I, I know I say this every episode basically of Season 2 because I cannot wait to get through the Chamber of Secrets, but like, I can't believe we're only one episode, one chapter away from the end. Season 3. Season 3, basically. So we have two episodes after this to come out. Um, Obviously, Chapter 18, which is the last chapter, and then um, the movie book comparison. So I am bas- I'm just yeah. super excited to get to book 3 because that'll be awesome. Book 3 is... I've already said it 20,000 times, my favorite book. Now we just have to get through basically two chapters of just Tom Riddle Explains and Dumbledore Explains. We'll just rename them. Welcome to chapter 17 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Tom Riddle Explains. Yes. Because there's always a chapter where the evil villain explains the plot, and then there's one chapter where Dumbledore explains the plot. Yes. That's how it always works. So, um... Uh, really quickly before we start, I know that, like, last episode, we said that, like, we skipped, we said, we were like, okay, now to chop, now to question eight in our Harvesting Journal, that's speak, and then in this episode, it's gonna say, here's chapter, here's question seven, that's because we recorded the analysis for this episode before the analysis for last episode, so it's kind of weirdly out of order, but it, like, it doesn't really matter what number we say anyway. Also, really quickly, um, our candle, we wrote a candle to all of our listeners, and the candle number is 40069, and I'll put that into the description, so 40069, you can type that into the Great Hall and just read a message for us. Um, so, for sentence, he was standing at the end of a very long, dimly lit chamber. Harry pulled out his wand and started to move forward through the chamber. I would be pretty scared if I were Harry. Yes. I mean, he is literally walking into the great unknown. It's super dark, too, and I think that would be... I would Lumos. I would Lumos, and I would... Yeah. I would would take Ron with me, too. So Harry pulled out his wand and... Oh, wait, I already said that. (laughs) When we got to the end, he was in a big room with a statue head of Salazar Slytherin. He also saw Ginny lying on the ground. Harry went over to her, and someone said, She won't wake. Harry turned around and saw Tom Riddle leaning against a pillar. Tom said that she was alive, but only just, and that she that he was a memory that had been preserved in a diary for 50 years, not a ghost. So, spoiler, he is like our very first glimpse at a horcrux. Basically. I wonder if J.K. Rowling had this planned. Or well, like I think I'm- she had the whole series planned out from the start. It's really crazy to think that because, like, I mean, I don't, I could never do that. Like, okay, I'm going to have seven books, and at the very end of the series, this is what's going to happen. Nope, I don't think I could yeah. do that. Like, yeah, I don't know if I could do that. Um, So, Harry told Ron, Tom that they, <laughs> I almost said Ron, that they had to go because there was a basilisk that might be coming. Tom stole Harry's wand and said it, that it won't be coming until it's called. Harry said that they needed to leave right now and that there was no time to talk. Why does Harry just stay calm like this when he's, his wand is stolen by Riddle? I know. Like, maybe he thought it was a joke, but Tom Riddle's also way older than him. Yeah. And, like, it's like, Tom, give me my wand. I probably would have just been like, Tom, give me my wand. We gotta go. Yeah. Or I would have started running just with Jimmy, Ginny in arm. 
Like, I don't think I would wait for Tom. But I guess because he can summon the basilisk, yeah. I would be a little bit more scared. Um, so Tom said that they were going to talk right now. Tom explained, so basically after this, he launches into this extremely long discussion, which I am briefly paraphrasing. So Tom explained that Ginny had gotten like that because she had spilled all of her secrets to him in his diary. Tom said that when she told him her secrets, he told her some of his and poured some of his soul into hers. That she was the one who had opened the chamber of secrets. That's pretty terrifying. Like, yeah. oh, okay, my best friend's little sister, who's only in her first year, has opened the chamber of secrets and has almost killed people. Yes. Or if she creepy. had killed people, I don't know how I would be able to live with that, you know? I just feel, I just feel like, mom, shut her in the attic. <laughs> like, I don't trust her. Um, so, uh. So Tom said that after that, her diary entries became a bit more interesting because she would say things like, I think I'm losing my memory. There are rooster feathers all over my robes, and I don't know how they got there. I think I'll get a little bit suspicious of the diary if that started happening. There's blood I also, on my hands, but I don't know how I got <laughs> blood on my hands. I think if I found the diary and I could start talking to it and it was responding, I would immediately tell someone. I guess that's a Hufflepuff probably thing to do, though. Yeah. Like, not a Duke Gryffindor thing to do. They would think that they could handle it themselves. Um, so Tom said that she finally became suspicious of the diary and tried to dispose of it. That's when Harry found it in the bathroom. <laughs> this book that keeps writing back to me so is very suspicious. Maybe I should you know, get rid of it. I should probably, I might just get rid of it. That was a little bit late. Ginny. Yeah. Um, so he said that Ginny had told him everything about Harry and that he was so anxious to meet him. Tom also told him that he had framed Haggard for opening the Chamber of Secrets 50 years ago. Wow. Yep. Evil. Tom said that after that, Dumbledore watched him a bit more closely, and so he would have to wait until after he left Hogwarts to reopen the chamber. Sorry. <laughs> so that's why he preserved his 16-year-old self in his diary and that his new target had been Harry for many months now. Like, preserving your 16-year-old self and your diary and wanting to kill a 12-year-old. Oh, gosh. Like, there's a four-year age gap there. Uh, so Tom had made Ginny write her own farewell on the wall with blood and then come down here until she waits. Or until she died. That's so sad. Like, he made her write her own, basically, like, death sentence, Sentence, I guess. Yeah. She kind of, like, isn't it? It's kind of funny. Like, she caused this all for herself. Yeah. Just by writing in the diary. She basically, like, died because of that. But she also was not very smart when she went back to get the diary. When she got the diary after she got rid of it. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, not she didn't. Smart move. I yeah, I would have left it. Maybe she was like, "I love Harry too much to let him die." I guess. No, I I think it was okay. <laughs> sorry, uh, I think it was. Uh, yeah, I just I just think she couldn't like hold back. And let me do it no, I think it was. I don't know if this is ever explained why she does it, but I think it's because she loves Harry and she's like, I can't let you know Harry. Like, do this to himself. So, Vaughn thinks it's selfish motives. I think it's noble motives. What do you guys think? Like, that is actually cool to think about. So, um, Tom, oh wait, so, yeah. 
Then he told them that Tom or Riddle means I am Lord Voldemort, and that it was a nickname he used back in school with his friends. He was just like, hey, yo, uh, Crab, Goyle, you can call me, you can call me Voldemort now. I am your lord, I am your liege, I am your king, your queen. Bow down to me. Bow down to me, kiss my boo, I'm called Voldemort now. That's what you can call me. So, suddenly they heard music down the hall, and it was Fox who was carrying the sorting hat. Music. Music to my like, ears. There's like a juke there's like a boombox around Fox's neck. <laughs> Just playing like we are the Let's champions. Party. Let's party in here. Yeah, we're like Hedwig's theme. It's just playing Hedwig's theme. Uh so Riddle began to laugh so loud that it echoed around the chamber. He asked Harry if he felt brave or if you felt safe. He's like, Harry, do you feel brave now? Um so No, not really. <laughs> Tom asked why he had been able to survive every time Voldemort had attacked him, and Harry launched into an explanation. He said that he had no idea how. <laughs> okay, Riddle said that there wasn't anything special about Harry after all, because it was just a lucky chance that he survived. That's true. I mean, his mother was the reason he survived. Yeah. The- and I don't think most people would have done what Lily did. Yeah. Then Riddle started speaking in partial tongue, and the stone face of Slytherin's mouth began to open, and the basketball started slithering out of its mouth. Just imagine the horror of watching <laughs> a huge serpent come out of a statue's come mouth. out of a statue's mouth and start attacking you. Basically, yeah. Like you're doomed. Yeah. Harry ran with his eyes closed and was thrown to the floor, but the basketball didn't kill him. And as Harry opened his eyes, he saw Fox circling around the snake, and Fox had punctured its eyes. I can see Harry, like, running around like a chicken with his head cut off. Like, he has his oh, eyes gosh. closed, and he's just like, where do I go? He just slams into the basilisk. Just screaming <laughs> at the top of his lungs. His hands are flailing above his head. He's screaming in parcel tongue. <laughs> um, okay, Riddle told the snake to ignore the bird and to sniff Harry out, but the basilisk ignored him. And as it thrashed its tail around, the sorting hat was knocked into Harry's lap. Convenient. Very convenient. He put it on and pleaded for help as a heavy object landed on his head. Okay, this part, it describes him as having, like, seeing blood in his eyes. Imagine, oh gosh, I can't even, like, I can feel it. Like, putting a hat on and just bang and, like, this heavy silver object landing on the top of your head. And then feeling blood in your eyes. That's disgusting. Like, that's I don't think it describes it as that. I'm pretty sure it does. I am going to look. Hand me the book. You can talk while I look. Okay. Because I'm definitely looking. Okay, he grabbed it, uh, he grabbed it and saw that it was a large gleaming sword decorated with rubies. The basilisk lunged at him blindly and hit a wall, but the second time it was right on target. As the basilisk came close to Harry, he pierced through his mouth with the sword, while one of its fangs pierced Harry's skin. Harry grabbed the fang out of his arm, but he was already feeling a horrible pain. Fox started crying on Harry. Darn it, it didn't say that. It says, but they do use that phrase before. I know that they use that phrase. It says, something very hard and heavy thudded onto the top of Harry's head, almost knocking him out. Stars winking in front of his eyes. He grabbed the top of the hat to pull it off and felt something long and hard beneath it. So, um... No blood in his eyes, but I think I've heard that in the Harry Potter books before. So, okay. Um, Fox started crying on Harry as Riddle approached Harry and said that he was he would like to watch him die. Oh gosh, I that's want to see so him. dark. I want to see him bleed. 
I mean, like, I'm just going to sit here. I mean, I have all day. <laughs> Take I, as long as you need, Harry. <laughs> that's actually what he said. He does? Well, he says, uh, um, I have time. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, he says something like that. He's like, I just gonna, I want to watch you die. I got all day. Take as long as you need. The chamber came back into focus as Harry saw that his wound was gone, and Riddle said that Phoenix tears heal wounds. Riddle pointed the wand at Harry, but Fox dropped the book into Harry's lap, and he plunged the thing into it. Harry, well, the book describes it as, like, an instinct, mm-hmm. but I don't understand how Harry knew. Yeah, I think Harry, it's just the Gryffindor and Harry. It definitely is just the Gryffindor and Harry. <laughs> Harry's a Gryffindor, through and through. Hmm. Maybe he just has a sense. Yeah, he, can sense he has a sixth a, sense. What a Horcrux is. He has a sixth sense. It's just Horcrux hunting. That's We're just going to call it Horcrux hunting. Harry's fifth sense. You can x-ray Horcruxes. Yes. Okay, um... Riddle twisted and writhed in pain and then vanished. Ginny got up and started rambling about being expelled. And Harry took Ginny back to Ron who said that Lockhart had no idea who he was or anyone was. Mm-hmm. They grabbed onto Fox, and they flew out of the chamber. They flew. <laughs> it was and then, magical. And then Lockhart is like, this is just like magic. It's like, yes, Lockhart, it is just like magic. It is. That's like the line in Goblet of Fire where he's like, I love magic. And it's like, no, Harry, we love magic even more than you do. <laughs> <laughs> Myrtle sounded disappointed that they hadn't died because she wanted to share a toilet with Harry. <laughs> she probably just wanted to live in the same place as Harry. That 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 is just so weird. That's the creepiest thing you can say. <laughs> okay, they went to Minerva's office, and Harry knocked and touched the door. That was a good chapter, honestly. Wow, it's always. I mean, that was a good chapter. A lot happened, um, but a very short description. <laughs> honestly, yes, yeah, a very short description. I don't. Like, I was reading it, and I was like, do I really want to go into detail on every single yeah, word Tom says? Like, like, what? 30 minute long? Yeah, some of our analysis can get pretty long. This was kind of a shorter one. But yeah, like, this is like You guys minutes. read the chapter anyway, so, like, we're just kind of diving into our thoughts anyway. So, it's like, yeah, you guys know what Tom said. We're just reacting to what yeah. Tom said. Uh, and then you can, like, relate or not relate. And you can email us your ideas <laughs> on what happened. But, yeah, yeah so, um. Inside Hogwarts Park, yeah, so make sure you guys check out our candle for you guys, all of you. Um, and it's four zero zero six nine, and like, just you know, email us if you have a like a candle to everyone that you just want us to like. I don't know. Actually, the next chapter, I don't know if it's still gonna be up for the next chapter, but like, we could put it in the listen notes. Uh, if you guys email us fast enough, like before. Um, the Great Hall goes down, you can email us and we'll put it in the listen notes. And make sure you check out the listen notes from last time because I found a bunch of celebrity ones that, like, you can look at. I'll just, actually, I'll just put them in this one again. Okay. Alright, so, uh, movie goofs now. So, at around 2 hours and 15 minutes, when Harry uses the basilisk fang to stab the diary, the ink from the diary appears to run across the uneven floor toward the water and up over a slightly higher stone floor panel. The ink should have pooled at the edge of the higher stone and run around either side of it. When Godric Gryffindor's sword is pulled out of the basilisk, it has little to hardly any blood on its blade, but when in Dumbledore's office, it has blood on at least 
50 on at least 50 percent of the book he is so much more like epic in the movie rather than in the book he's just like i'm just gonna let fox yeah. do all the work at around two hours and 15 minutes when harry starts destroying tom riddle by drilling his diary uh, with the basilisk's tooth riddle is visibly acting with two empty hands in the next two shots featuring him he is obviously holding harry's wand in his right hand Afterwards, his hand are, hands are empty again, when in the final shot, where Tom disappears completely, the wand is lying on the floor beside Dumbledore's hat. Teleportation? Teleport- <laughs> Teleportation is involved here. <laughs> okay, when Harry is stabbing the basilisk in the mouth of the sword, he's supposed to have been stabbed by the fang at the moment, but if you look at his arm during a close-up, his arm isn't near any of the fangs, but when he pulls away, he clearly pulls out a fang on the top of his hand. Yep. Okay, so that's it wow. for Movie Goofs. So now we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back um, for the analysis part of the episode. Welcome back from the break, and um, today, of course, as always, we're going to start with our Hogsmeade journal, but really quickly, we wanted to introduce our guests that we have on the analysis part of this episode. So please welcome Ella. Hi. Hi. Okay, Hello. so of course we're going to... Um, we don't really have that much news today, so, but actually I wanted to go over this, like, meme that I found on Pinterest, and it's really sad because, um, it's one of those ones where it's, like, a bunch of different pictures of something and it has words over the picture. Yeah. And so this one is serious and hairy. So, like, it's, the wording is when all this is over will be a proper family. And so each of the words is over, like, a picture of Sirius and Harry. And the last two pictures of, are of Sirius dying and then, like, Harry crying. So it's, like, I don't know. It's just really sad because, and it fits because this is a Marauders episode. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, and actually, before we do our weekly question, I wanted to ask you guys who your favorite Marauder is. Um, Sirius. You think so? Yeah, okay. no. Peter. Peter? Why? Peter. I liked him in the fan fa- in the fan movie in the fan movie. You liked him okay. But Okay. In general. In general Remus. Remus. Yeah. Okay. Same for me. I Remus um, and Sirius are like tied. Yeah, same for me. Just in I, I think in the fan-made movie, Remus was my favorite, but in general, Sirius is. Yeah. Yeah, James sucks. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, um, for the analysis, we're gonna be talking about... Actually, this was Ella's idea. She, uh, emailed us with the idea to do an analysis yeah. on the fan-made YouTube film Mischief Managed. So, um... How did you find the movie? Like, just tell us about how you found it and why you decided to watch it. So, I've been, like, kind of bored with, like, all the Harry Potter books. Yeah. Because I've reread them so many times. So, I was, like, looking for some, like, just new content. And on YouTube, there's just a ton of fan-made movies. So, I'm, yeah. like, slowly working yeah. my way through all the movies. But I really mm-hmm. liked this one because I felt like they were really thorough with their, like, characters, the actors were great, and then, like, just the little details. Yeah, um, when I actually, when I was watching this after you had told us about it, because, uh, you emailed us, and then I was like, okay, we're gonna watch it tonight, and so when I watched it the first time, I was like, I, I feel like I'm looking at these characters, 
Yeah. Like, I feel like these are younger char- like younger versions yeah. of who we see in the Harry Potter films. Like, it was really good. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And they made Peter. lots of, like, really awesome references, too. Yeah, like, you can you can tell that they did their research on the Definitely. film. Um, and you also, so I watched this little uh, background uh, thing that they also posted where they did, like, Lily and James posted, or they answered questions. Did you watch that? No, I didn't. Okay, so they also say that, like, they weren't really friends before they filmed it. Huh. I, I don't know if I would be able to do that. That would be weird. Like, I know that's Just how they do it. Complete strangers. Pretty much, yeah. And they, like, it was kind of formal. Like, they went in and auditioned, and their director, like, worked at their college. Um, yeah. I don't, like, I feel like it would be hard. Especially with something like Harry Potter, to do it um, with a bunch of people that I don't know. Yeah. Because you mm-hmm. have to act like you're really great friends. But I feel like that would almost make it better. Cause, That's like, true. Then you're just starting from the beginning, like, alright, this person is James Potter. Oh, yeah. True. Like, instead of looking at them as your oh, friend. Your friend. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think about it like that. Okay, so... I'm going to read the description that they have of the movie on YouTube. Wait, and what, then... what about our question for the week? Oh, yeah. We skipped that. Okay, so <laughs> we'll just go back to that. So the seventh question is, if you could ask J.K. Rowling one question about Harry Potter, what would it be? Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, would Voldemort or Grindelwald win in a fight? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, what about you, Ella? Hmm. Um. For me, um, I just, like, I don't, uh, like, I would probably ask, because I really want to know what Nymphadora's wand is. Like, because yeah. she hasn't. Like, that's not on any Pottermore article, and I I just really want to know if it's, like, mine. But if I could ask, like, if I could just say, like, tell me more about something, I would ask her to tell me more about, um, Fleur and Bill's family. Yeah, I would probably ask about, like, what Quidditch is like nowadays. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a good question. I'm sure they've, like, changed it. It would be cool if she came out with, like... Like, every year she came out with, like, a new short book. stories of each game or that something. cool. And she would, like, tell us where it was, like, the where the Quidditch World Cup was held and, like... Yeah, and it could just be called mm-hmm. Quidditch Today. I think she used to do stuff like that. Yeah, like, I... Early days of the fandom. It would just be cool if, like, it, it's all... Like, she just was constantly giving us content, but I guess she can't always do that. hmm Okay, so now I'll read the description of the movie on YouTube. So, before the order, before the proce- prophecy, before Harry, Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs are proud to present and starring Mischief Manish, a short film about Lily, Snape, and the Marauders set on Valentine's Day 1978 during their seventh year at Hogwarts. Um... One of the weird things for me about the film was that it took place on Valentine's Day. Well, I, um, it, it was like 
the day Lily and James got together. Like, that's mm-hmm. true. But, like, I'm I, not sure if this is at, it was actually the day yeah. they got together, but in the film, it is the day. Yeah. It was but, based on, like, Chapter 8 of the Shoebox Project. Have you guys oh, read yeah. that? No. I haven't read it yet. I no, keep I meaning either. to. I couldn't. First of all, it's really hard to find when you look it up. Yeah. Um, because I was trying to find it, and it's pretty hard to find. And also, I don't really read that much fan fiction, mm-hmm. mostly because most of it is um, not canon. Yeah, I just prefer me to like stick with the canon stuff so that I don't don't get myself mixed up. But there was one fan fiction that I used to read. It was called like chasing or catching moon something i don't remember exactly what the title was but it was a marauder fanfic yeah um i also thought it was interesting that they did valentine's day because like in book two like harry kind of stresses that it's like weird that they're celebrating valentine's day that's true it doesn't sound like something hogwarts normally does Yeah. yeah and like I th- we just talked about this on our Valentine the episode that they had Valentine's Day and it's like why do they celebrate it anyway yeah. at Hogwarts like I guess maybe it's because of the older students that like you would even think to do it but like the younger students doesn't really apply to them as much. Mm-hmm. It's like an elementary school like. Yeah. yeah. Valentine's Day is pretty much, like, an excuse to eat a bunch of sugar. That's true. It is. Yeah. Okay, and so... And meaningless slips of paper. Yeah. Okay, so, um, you can start with your, uh, part one notes. Cool. So, um, this is just, like, a little summary of kind of what happens. So, we broke it down into three parts. So, part one, part two, and part three. Um, Part one takes place from the very beginning to eight minutes and 29 seconds, if you want to watch, like, along with us. But we'll also probably, like, put the link in the show notes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, we hear the sound of the marauders in animal form, uh, and the camera zooms in on a forest, and we see the marauders walk past the camera. They all say one line that helps establish that Remus just transformed back to a human, and we see him buttoning up his shirt. The title is then shown, and James uses Alohomora, which looks really awesome. Like, that was a great special effect. Actually, yeah, they did really good special effects in yeah. the mm-hmm. film. Because, like, I think we only see two instances of wand magic. Yeah, I do but... think that they would use a little bit more wand magic in yeah. general, but, um... Oh, what they did three. do was cool. Yeah, because he fixes the uh, record, record player. Yeah. How did that he was, fix like, it with detail. a wand? He was, like, holding it against it. Yeah. I have no idea. I don't even know what spell he uses. Why Why didn't he just use, um, what's it called? The fi- doesn't, isn't, repair out. Repair out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so then um, they walk past the greenhouses, which also, like, that looks amazing. Yeah, they did And, like, look Peter cool. kind of stops to look in. Um, and then they walk into Hogwarts in character. And there's, like, this really funny moment where, like, James jumps over a bush and then Peter tries, but he trips. And then, <laughs> oh, yeah. like, Peter, like, takes the wrong path. Um, and then we, like, zoom in to Lily and her friend. 
and they're talking about how Frank and Alice are going to the ball together. And that was, like, a really awesome, like, reference to the book. Yeah. I like how they, um, I like how they made it look, kind of sound like, well, they actually said, um, that Alice asks Frank. Yeah. And these are, like, I actually can really see that with Alice. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like she's, she would just be this character, because I think a lot of people like Lily, but I think even more people would like Alice's character, because she's so, yeah. she's so, like, I don't really know how to explain it, um, like, I think her character is just so strong and, like, powerful, and, like, yeah. especially her being an or she's just, you know, this, like, really brave person, and I, I think, yeah, I mean, I would love to learn more about Alice and Frank. Totally. So then, um, they also make a reference to the fish that Lily gives Slughorn, and is that a movieism or is that a book thing? I, okay, so I also, like, I didn't understand that the first time because I wasn't paying attention enough to, like, understand that, but I, I think it's a movieism because I did see on Pinterest where, like, they, like, had captured this mo- moment in the movie where Slughorn is, like, putting a spell towards the sky and it looks like a fish is coming out of his wand but he's not even performing the patronus charm at that moment so it wouldn't make sense anyway yeah so, so I, I think that's a movieism but like a fake movieism yeah well like because you know how like when hagrid and aragog or hagrid and aragog hagrid and slughorn are like talking about like aragog's death oh yeah yeah there's like that scene where slughorn's like you know, there was a fish, or there was, like, a petal floating on a bowl of water, and then, like, it turned into a fish. And, like, that was from Lily. Oh, oh okay. yeah, I, I just that. completely forgot about that. Yeah, so I couldn't remember if that was a movieism or not, but... Um, I, it must be, do you remember that from the book, Vaughn? I'm not sure. I, that, okay. I don't remember that, so I think it's probably a movieism. Because I haven't reread that book in, like, a year. Yeah, same. So, because I don't own it, so. <laughs> um, anyway, so, we also see Lily's friends get, um, the Daily Prophet from an owl, which is, like, ah! Like, that is amazing. Yeah. I know. And it's cool so that cool. they were, like, who did they get? Because handling owls is hard, because if they land on your arm, don't you have to wear some sort of special, yes. yeah. special arm, so, like, like Guard. She's wearing a, like, leather glove. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, because I think, I think I remember noticing, like, her arm looked a little bit yeah, big, but, I mean, who did they get on set that they could do that? No. I don't know. Because, like, in the U.S., like, you can't own an owl legally. So, yeah. like, in Britain, I'm pretty sure you can. Because they did, they did film this, and I think on the same, in the, some of the same spots where they actually filmed the, the movies. Yeah. It was, um, like, Oxford campus and then a few other places. Yeah. I'm sure that college probably owns a few owls, too. Probably. But, like, wouldn't that be just so cool? You could have an owl as your pet. I know. That would be awesome. What would you name your owl? I have no idea. I don't know either. Why would Harry name his owl Hedwig, though? I've heard of a history of magic book. Oh. I would name him after a Harry Potter character. Yeah. I would probably go with Hedwig. I would probably name my owl... 
Barney. Barney. <laughs> I would name mine probably um, Hermes. No. Yeah. That's, That's Percy's. Yeah. All right. So then they walk into the great hall, and um, uh, unnamed professor is putting up Valentine's Day decorations with her wand, which is like she. A that really professor cool does look kind of weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, at like, first I thought she was McGonagall, but in the credits, she's just like a professor. They should have made her a specific professor and, like, tied her hair up into a bun if it was McGonagall and given her glasses because they made her look kind of weird. Yeah, but it couldn't have been McGonagall because Lily and James talk about how McGonagall left for oh yeah some purpose. Wait, mysterious. what if it was their Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher? Yeah. Or any other teacher. Yeah, it could be, yeah. But I love how they use their graduation robes as their robes. They did? Yeah, like Snape is wearing graduation robes and the professor is. Oh, and then, like, I didn't even notice in the that. Background is. I didn't even notice that. I just thought it was like really funny. Yeah. So then um, we like zoom in and they're kind of eating breakfast and Wormtail is giving us an explanation of what happened to Remus while he was transformed using a croissant and a piece of bread. And it's just, like, a really cute, like, in-character moment. They make him, like, I like I love this representation of Peter. Yeah. Because I, I really, yeah, I feel like they care about him in this film. Mm-hmm. He's not, like, like we a... see, like, a humane side of him. Yeah, and I don't think that he looks like a tag-along in this film. He looks like they actually care about him. And even, yeah. like, they act, like, with him, how they would act with like anybody else you know like yeah I, I hate it when people kind of make him seem like he's just this tag along and the marauders don't really want to hang out with him um mm-hmm. but he is a tag along but they but they still do want to hang out with him yeah, yeah. They, like put up with him but yeah I thought it was just really interesting because in the movie and like in the books we see a very like he's evil he's terrible yeah like version of him so this interpretation was just really cool and it was just really funny that like he was explaining it with a croissant and a piece of bread yeah and he's like eating it while he's explaining yeah so then they also discuss how james has asked lilia out on a date several times and has only gotten bat bogey hexed as a response um (laughs) it's very funny that they make lily and like just like how jenny bat bogey hexes people I loved that touch. Yeah. So then, um, we see Lily, like, talking to a friend, and Lily is, like, very concerned about the muggle attacks made by the early Death Eaters. And I really love how her friend is a Ravenclaw, because, like, there are not enough good Ravenclaws in the books, so. That's true. Thank you. But they also, they also very much make her, the Ravenclaw character, kind of look like like, the Ravenclaw girl, I think all Ravenclaws in general are just kind of portrayed as, like, um, other than Luna, they're all just kind of portrayed as, like, normal school kids, you know what I mean? Yeah. None of them are very, I think that if you're in Ravenclaw house, you're, like, I feel like the, the option, like, the opportunity to get picked into Ravenclaw house is very hard, because I think that you need to be one of those kids that, like, really cares about school and isn't really going to get wrapped up into, like, 
drama or whatever because that's that happens with Cho Chang and I feel yeah. like that's not a really Ravenclaw side of her. Yeah. No, because I feel like there's kind of two types of Ravenclaws. There's like the very analytic Ravenclaw, and then there's like the Luna Ravenclaw. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we like don't see either really in the films. Mm-hmm. True. So Lily's friend convinces her to ask James out, um, but she also reminds Lily that she needs to talk to Snape, who like she recently had a falling out with. I don't really get why Lily has to talk to Snape, but. Yeah, maybe maybe just to be like, I don't really understand either. Why does she need Snape's permission? Well, yeah, I th- think it's, it's, you know, I think Lily wants to talk with Snape because she doesn't think he actually me- means, like, he meant to be, like. Yeah. Like, he actually was being mean when he called her a mudblood, or he was just, like, doing it in front of people. Oh, to, okay. You know, like, as in front of people. Cause he because he does try like, in the book to apologize. Yeah. Like, he waits outside of the common room, and he was gonna, like, sleep out there until she came out and talked to him. So yeah. I do think he wanted to apologize, so maybe it was... I think Lily... I don't really... I don't... I don't really understand. Like, I think that, um, um, I think that she should have, like, tried to talk to him a little bit better than she does. Yeah. So, um, Lily asks, like, Lily walks out of the Great Hall, and she asks Remus if he wants to meet in the library, and he says yes. And, like, she walks off. And then James convinces Remus to try and see if she will go to the ball with him. Um, yeah, so that's the end of part one. Okay. Okay, so we can just pretty much, like, talk about part one. Just overall, um, how was the opening to the film? What did we think about it? And all that. So, first we can talk about actors. Wormtail, when he tripped over that bush. I mean, (laughs) yeah, they do make him a bit clumsy, which is cool. And they don't make him evil at all. Like, they don't even yeah. play into that evil part of him. Yeah, he's, it's like he's trying to be cool, like, because that's what James yeah. did. But he's, it's been, he's failing at it horribly. Yeah. Do you I guys think... really like the interpretation of Wormtail in this. Like, yeah. it's just so good. Do you guys think it's realistic that he would have gotten a date to the... Wormtail? To the dance. Yeah. Okay, in my part... He is looking through a trunk of clothes. Mm-hmm. So my thought is he did. Well, no, no, I mean, do you think it's real? Do you think Peter actually would have gotten? Oh. I think so. Um, probably with one of the weird kids. Yeah. You know, like a Luna. Like, like Luna. Yeah, yeah Luna. he's hanging with, like, the coolest kids, you know? Yeah. Like, he's automatically, like, cool by association that's true um but like he doesn't and it's also a fifth year girl so i guess it's a little bit more understandable first because she's younger but then also because she's a hufflepuff and i think that peter especially in this movie is very much a hufflepuff Mm -hmm. yeah okay so uh what about sorry <clears throat> James. I like James. 
Um, I like jeans. Yeah. I, I don't like his hair though. Yeah. His hair is not good. Like way too Like it needs high. to be more messy. Yeah. His hairline is kind of like especially the actors, his hairline is kind of pushed backwards. Yeah. Yeah. So um I think they should have brushed it forward and then styled it. Mm-hmm. Instead of just sticking it straight up. Yeah, it just looked kind of funny. What did you guys think of his glasses? They were okay. Oh, yeah, they were okay. They weren't, for me, they weren't old-fashioned enough. Yeah, I, did, yeah, I didn't like his character. You didn't like much. James? Yeah, there is a part in my notes, I'm not going to bring it all up now, but he does seem a little bit more, like, um, mopey. Yeah. He, you know what, his character in general, I think, is just really mopey. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think he's like that in real life. I think he would have been, like, well, we'll talk about it more when we get to my part, but because he does something specifically that kind of annoys me. I know, in my but, part. Yeah. Yeah. But he yeah. just, yeah, he's, like, I mean, I still liked him, but mm-hmm. I think he could have been a little bit more like James. Mm-hmm. And then he also had, like, an earring and, like, ripped jeans. Yeah. I think they would have been better on Sirius. That's true. I think, and I don't like the way they ripped his jeans. Yeah, those yeah. are, but I don't, I don't think, I think that they were trying to make it look like natural rips. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, I don't true. know what you've seen, but I don't think boys typically wear, like, pre-ripped jeans, like how girls will, but, um... I think that those were just supposed to be naturally ripped, but I don't think he would have worn jeans like that. And his earring, in the little, like, thing that he does with the girl who plays Lily, he says, like, he already had the earring, so it was kind of like, he had to wear it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so So what about... The background uh, details in this movie are, like, amazing. That's true. Like, the photos are moving the whole time. And, like, the the cereal boxes. Yeah. Yeah, Like, Um, it's amazing. Yeah. I think the Great Hall could have been a little bit bigger, but, like, I'm okay with it because I know that they were just working with what they had. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know that if I were in that situation, if I were, like, trying to make a fan-made movie with my friends, I would have to work with, like, things that maybe aren't realistic to the films or the book because it's all we have. Yeah. And then... Like, one thing that I wish they would have done in the Great Hall scene is when we, like, first see it, the camera moves up, and I wish they wouldn't have moved it up, because then you can see the ceiling, and oh. it's not, like, the sky, oh. and there's no candles. That, oh, they, I didn't even, like, f- like but, realize that. I didn't even yeah, the but candles. you wouldn't be able to tell if they hadn't moved it all the way up. That's, yeah, they should have. So I just wish they had, like, left the camera. I wonder how hard it would have been to actually CGI some candles in. I don't know. And a ceiling. Because they did the invisibility cloak really well. Exactly. I'm not, like, I was wondering, I mean, we can talk about this more in uh, sections two and three, but, like, how yeah. do they make the invisibility cloak work? I think it's cool. like they film one shot with Ron and then shots with him just completely gone. But then oh. in, like, the last scene, like... The shadow is just their feet, too. Like, I don't yeah. know how they did that. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, it's, Like, it's, if you watch while they walk, you can just see the shadow of their feet. 
they clearly got someone that was good at edi editing mm -hmm. because um it was it was pretty good Okay, so now Vaughn's gonna start with his part two notes, which go okay. from, and then just tell them what time it goes from. Uh, it goes goes from eight uh, minutes and thirty seconds to seven minutes, seventeen minutes and twenty three seconds. Lily is looking in the library for a book. She grabs one and sits down at a table next to Remus to do schoolwork. They read and write. When Remus asks if she saw James that morning, she asks. Why? And he responds that he isn't doing well this time of year because he likes Lily. Lily asks why he didn't just ask him, her himself, and Remus tells her that he's probably afraid of being called a toe rag. That was, I mean, like, just in a Harry Potter series, that's, like, a weird word. Yeah. Like, where a did where rag. did she get that, that word? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like she probably just made it up. Well, I well, think these it's are like real a words. Oh, wait. Word, it, but, like, toe rags are. Wait, no, it's two different. I'm looking it up. Wait, what? What it's, is a toe rag so that we can. No, they're two separate things. Oh. Two separate words, okay. Yes. It's a, <laughs> yeah, it's a toe rag. What do you say? Ew! What do you mean? It's a real word, it's a real phrase. Oh, okay. So it's like. <laughs> Oh gosh. I'm not gonna. It's like, um. It's what it means. It's, it's, it's what you think it is. It's, it's self explanatory. Let's just say that. Okay, so. Okay. Oh gosh. Okay, well, we said that it was uh, true at the time, but she was sure that because it was Valentine's Day, that everything would work out by the end of the day. Remus heads back to the Gryffindor common room where Peter is choosing an outfit. Remus is telling James in on what happened and starting a record, and Sirius is sitting down. Like, when he's starting the record, he's, like, holding his wand on it, and then smoke starts to come from the bot from the record, does he and say, it starts. Does he say anything, or does he just... No, this is just, like, No, yeah, James oh. is talking to him. Uh, I was like, that's what she said. And, that they um, could fix it. The, and he's starting the record. Yeah. Like, with magic. Because yeah. aren't muggle things supposed to be a little crazy around magic? Yeah. Actually, that's a good point. I yeah. didn't really think about it like that because um, it's, like, a muggle gadget. Also, the songs they played, they didn't, like, cite out what songs those were. I wonder, like, where they got them. Hmm. If they, like, got them from the university or something. But, um, yeah, it's kind of weird that they used a muggle thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, um... James said that it was too late now because she could be anywhere and that the dance was starting in a few hours. Remus shows James the Marauder's map and Sirius says that the only time they use it is to stop Lily. They, okay, so, yeah. um, in this scene, Sirius curses. Um, yes. He curses, I think, twice, twice. throughout the whole thing. I think um, it's three. And they're both in It's three. Head. Okay, so, yeah. yeah, they're both the, I don't know however many, so, if they're three, I think one is in part three, yeah. and then two are in Vaughn. But like, it just like you don't expect it because he's just talking, and then he says it, and you're like, "Whoa, okay, then serious." Yeah. I don't <laughs> like that interpretation of serious. Do you think he would have been a person who curses frequently, or no? Like, I think they played too much into like serious being like the crazy, like cool. 
like that like person. bad boy kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like, agree because Yeah. I don't think he would have had a mustache. Um and I don't I didn't really like his hair. Yeah. But it I also was, don't like that James didn't think immediately to use the Marauders map. Yeah, because he was, I feel like, yeah. I mean, my, my, like, headcanon for the Marauders map is, like, he was the sole creator. Yeah, like, I think he was in charge of it. Yeah. I saw this fanfic the other day that, like, was super cute. So, like, after, like, the last Marauder had died, the Marauders map, like, just showed, like, mischief managed. And it, like, oh, doesn't work cute. anymore. Oh. That would be really cool. I mean... That is believable because Cursed Child is not real. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, really quickly, just going off topic, do you think Cursed Child is canon or no? Not at all. Not okay, at all. No. Good thing we're in agreement. I don't care if JK wrote it. Like, no. It's it's not believable. But not how we will have work. we will have episodes on that. So wait, I don't think JK wrote it. Yeah, she did with Jack yeah. Thorne. I thought it was only Jack. I think Jack Thorne, like, brought... Okay, I think because of the way that it's, like, kind of said, I think that Jack Thorne probably wrote it, brought it to her, and she gave him his sta her stamp of approval. Yeah. I don't think and, it like, was, like, a co-writing. a few things. Yeah, maybe. But I don't think that she was like, oh, yeah, I wrote this, and Jack Thorne, like, just kind of helped me. No, I think it was, like, Jack Thorne wrote this, and I said yes. Yeah. Okay, um, okay, James get up, gets up to check his hair in a mirror, classic James, and asks Remus where Lily is, but Siri steals the map and holds it away from James. Don't you think they're old enough for keep away? Yeah. Um, I actually liked it. I thought it was like, I don't know, it was just like a fun moment. Yeah. Especially because Wormtail... Or Peter. You said Wormtail, and it's like, you use the real name for everyone else. I know. Peter just gets a Wormtail. I think Peter probably liked James the best yeah. anyway, so I think it's it's cool that he helped him. So, Wormtail grabs the map and says that Lily's in the courtyard, so James leaves the common room. Lily ducks behind a wall after seeing Snape and starts walking towards him when James runs to Lily and asks if she wants to go to the dance with the him. The timing on this is so terrible. I know. I mean, can't he see? And because the way that she's walking, too, she's not just walking down the corridor with her friend, like, just chatting. She's, like, walking towards Snape. Yeah. It's so obvious, too, because Snape is sitting right there at the tree, and she's walking towards Snape. And the part I don't so like mad at is... James. Yeah. And James gets down on one knee when he asks. Yeah, that's kind of... <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, that was pretty I weird. I know. You're not proposing. And if I were her, I would have yelled at him, too. Like... Yeah. I okay, totally uh, yeah. She starts yelling at him that he shouldn't have done that when she sees that Snape is gone. Lily left and saw Snape, but he walked away from her. Like, she just leaves the courtyard and he, Snape's just like right there up in her face and then he just turns around and walks away. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Like, why won't you talk to her? But also, I don't like James's reaction to this. No. Like, he should I know- hate that he's mad at Remus. Yeah, and he I should know. know that like- And I don't like how Lily was that mad. I like, I like how- I like Lily's reaction. I think that's reasonable and I don't like James's reaction. Because James mm -hmm. should have known that that was really bad timing, 
and he shouldn't blame it all on Remus because it wasn't his fault. And Remus said like no promises before he left. Yeah. Okay, um, James went back to the common room and yelled at Remus about the information he gave her, and Remus apologized. Uh, okay, uh. So, like, next, next scene. Noe and a friend are reading when her friend asks if she won't talk, if she talked to Snape, and Louie tells her that she, that he called her a mudblood, blood again. Yeah. Why you lie? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she probably, I mean. Like, if I were her, I probably wouldn't have told the friend about this either. Okay, well, because the I problem would, with the friend I, is I wouldn't she have doesn't... told the friend that he called her a mudblood again, that she's giving her a bad, a worse impression. Yeah. yeah. She'd say, like, yes, and then nothing else. Or I guess she said... Well, because she said, what did he say? Oh, yeah, he said, she said, yeah. The problem, I don't, I think that um, this friend is less of, like, a best friend and more of like, oh, yeah, sometimes we hang out, you know? Yeah. Because if she were a best friend, Lily would have told her what had happened. Yeah. But, like, do you think that, like, Lily still didn't want to say anything just because, like, she was so mad? Um, I think she probably would have. She would probably have been embarrassed to tell um, her friend that James just ran up to her, got down on one knee, and... Got down on one knee. <laughs> We're never gonna forget about that one time James tried to propose <laughs> to Lily. So, yeah. and while they're talking, they're, like, reading and studying on the, the ledge. ledge next to a window. Why? <laughs> on the ledge of a window. I it's, think like, it's so big, they can each, like, sit straight on yeah. it. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool. Why this yeah. spot? It's, like, in the middle of, it's, like, not even in their common room. It's, it's like, near a staircase. Study. Honestly, I would have that. studied on this ledge because, yeah. first of all, um, you can sit, the way they were sitting was, like, I don't know, just cool. Like, I just think that that would be really fun to sit on the ledge mm -hmm. and study. I just think Especially, like, with a friend. There aren't that many places to study. It's, like, the library, the common room, or anywhere right else. Because all. the problem with yeah. the dormitory is there aren't desks. And, like, you cannot study on your bed. Like, it just doesn't work. Yeah. As well as studying at a desk. So there really aren't that many options. And so I like, think... In between this scene and the courtyard scene, there's also, like, a little common room scene where, like, Sirius and Remus are talking. And they just talk about, like, Sirius, like, vandalized the Death Eater posters to say, like... Oh, yeah. Something. I but, uh, Muggleborn's smell... Oh, Muggles smell of jam. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I just thought that was really funny. Yeah. Uh, Remus said that she would come around, but James said he wouldn't ask again. And this is the moment. He should have just, he should not have said anything else. Um, he, like, he shouldn't have asked her more than once. It's yeah. too late now. I can't do anything. Yeah. It's kind of our sense of pouty James. I know. I don't like pouty James. It's, it's not a good side of him. Yes. I... I don't like when people say that Harry is, like, pouty because he's not. At least in my opinion. I just think he's more of, like, understandably upset rather yeah. than, like, pouty because he doesn't really want to talk about his problems with his friends. They more want to talk about it with him. Yeah. So. 
so serious oh wait oh oh sorry I don't okay. have anything to say. Though. Okay. Uh, Sirius made fun of the fact that he has asked Lily out about 200 times, and that 201 times is just pitiful. Yeah. Uh, that Sirius was pretty said, funny. Yeah. Sirius said that he would be better off without her because he had recently been a big bore. This is where he curses a second time. Uh, James then leaves the con room. I, like, the problem is that, um, first, Sirius can't really grapple with the fact that, like, their marauding days are over. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're not, the problem is that, like, James, it's all James is focusing on, but it's also kind of understandable because it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. And, like, Sirius, like, I think Sirius just needs to talk to James, like, in a polite manner instead of just being, like, constantly mad mm-hmm. that... You know, it's not working out. And then, in this, like, scene-ish, we get, like, we get some invisibility cloak action. Which I loved. Oh, yeah, because they, like, throw it on Peter. Yeah. yeah. And then Peter like, tries Peter to asks, draw like, which tie looks better. Yeah. And then Sears throws it over and he's like, that's your best look. Oh, yeah. But that was just really cool. I think that was the scene where... He's like straightening his hair, and yeah. then, you know, and then yeah. Peter throws the says the this this is your best better look, yeah. but he misses and doesn't throw the cloak on him. Yeah, yeah, that was really funny. Um, I like that part. So we can talk about the actors that we didn't talk about last time we finished a section. So what did we think of Remus? Because he is predominantly in this chapter. His scars. Yeah, I was a little bit weirded out by his scars because he never has scars really across his face in the books. Yeah, and you can, like, clearly see these scars. I know, and nobody questions it. (laughs) And in the first scene, he didn't have the scars. Wait, really? Yeah. I didn't even notice that. Because, like, when they're walking through the forest, he doesn't have the scars. It's kind of weird. He has them for the rest. There are a few, like, little movie goofs that I've picked up on, like... Really? Yeah. Like, in the portraits in the Great Hall, um, they show an up-close of one of them, and you can see, like, packing tape on the portrait's hat. Oh, Oh, wow. And then, like, oh my gosh, there's one more, but I forgot what it was. Um, yeah, so what about, um, what about... Just, well, we kind of talked about Sirius when we actually talked about the section. What about, um, Lily? I really like Lily in this. Mm-hmm. I like her, but I don't think she should have gotten as angry as she did. No, I like, I agree I with how angry she got. Yeah, I would have been well, that angry. James didn't, James didn't know. But James but clearly saw he, her. Yeah. No, well, he was in a rush because there was only a few hours left. I know, but I think that he should have, I think he should have timed it better instead of, like, Mm -hmm. running up to her and being, like, like, she says before he gets down on one knee, she says, now's not the time. I know, that's, and, like, um, he does it anyway, and it's, like, she just told you now's not the time, and you're gonna do this anyway, what are you doing? I know, that was thought of, that had to be frustrating, but, you know. Yeah, I just remembered the other movie goof. Lily's hair, she's wearing, like, hair extensions. Mm-hmm. But, like, the hair extensions are, like, really bright red. And then the actress's hair isn't that red. So oh, it just yeah, looks I was, really like, weird. 
It does look kind of weird. I didn't, like, pick... I didn't know that she was wearing extensions, but I did, yeah. like... The coloring does look a little bit off. Also, yeah. she wears, like, this bright blue tie in her hair to hold her hair back. And, like, I feel like they would have rubber bands. Yeah. Especially because she's a muggle-born. Totally. And then also the blue, like, Lily, Gryffindor. Pick I yellow. also don't know why, like, none of the muggle-borns use pencils. Because quills yeah. are, like, so I hard know. to use. Yeah, they're very hard to use. Like, I've like, tried to use it before, and it's, like... Like, if I were And you have to be constantly re-dipping your quill. Yeah. yeah. I mean... I would, like, bring my phone to school. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know well, why I mean, don't How much it. does ink cost? A ink lot. is expensive. I, I know. Why don't I just convert to pencils? Lizards? They probably just want to be, like, traditional. <laughs> yeah. Um, who else? Oh, Snape. What do we think of Snape and, like, how much he's in well, it? He, I, I yeah. am, I think he should have been in it more. He has one scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has, like, exactly. I think he should have been in it more. It's kind of sad for the actor that he wasn't in it that much, because mm-hmm. I well, think it would have been good. Him not being in it, at, like, not very much, really, it shows uh, you know, the time, their time at Hogwarts, because Snape, they drifted apart, Lily and Snape, true. a lot, yeah. they drifted apart a lot, so that really I, shows just how much time they, they yeah. seem to have I don't like Snape's hair. I like They should have straightened it, it's too curly. Yeah. And it kind of, like, floofs out of his head. Yeah. yeah. It's not oily at all. No. It's just kind of like... Like, I just blow-dried this, you know? Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, now we're going to go to part three, which is from 17 minutes and 24 seconds to 27 minutes and 10 seconds, which is the end. So Lily is walking around outside when she sees James sitting on a bench. James starts using his wand to make water splash in the pond in front of where he's sitting, which I thought was a super cool effect. Mm-hmm. Also, do you guys know what spell he's supposed to be using? Maybe Ventus? Which one is that? <laughs> it, like, makes wind blow. Oh, okay. Like or, like, Aguamenti. It's, I, like, shooting it. Oh, yeah. But it looks like he's just making it, like, fly up. I down. wonder yeah. if there's, like, a small, like, a less powerful version of Bombarda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I. But it like, might be Wandless, because he's seventh year. Like, it might just be, ooh, I'm grumpy, like... You know how, like, Ron makes it snow on the table? Oh, yeah. When he's, like, looking at, like, lavender? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it's just, like, yeah. That. I wonder, okay, so, I wonder how they made this work, actually. Because, um, it's kind of, I mean, how did they, do you think they had, like, piping under it, and it was actually yeah. just, like, a fountain? Huh. I think they had, like, a little fountain. But what was really smart of them is they, like, visible? I don't know if they did this purposely, but you could visibly see, like, another fountain pump sticking out from the middle of the pond and, like, not where he was doing the magic. Oh, yeah. Maybe they just were, so, like, okay, we can just... Kind of, like, or what if they just really cool. Or what if they just had someone, like, in the water that you can see is splashing? <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty, um, like, that would be pretty obvious, but no one would think of it. <laughs> That would so, be a very long day of filming. Honestly, because you'd have to come up for a very long, scene. cold day. 
have or maybe times. they're like maybe you know those like water shooter shooters where you yeah. like suck the water in and then you like spray it up maybe yeah. they were doing that and they were just at the bottom spraying water up <laughs> um so lily walks over to him and tells him to budge up because that's her spot he moves over and she next, sits next to him on the bench so james like honestly looks so stupid in this part because yeah. He looks like he's throwing himself, like, a little pity party while she tries to talk to him. Like, she's trying to talk to him, and he's just, like, leaning on the side of the bench, like, with his legs out, and he's like, uh, yeah, like, all sad. And it's like, she's trying to talk to you. Like, the girl that you've been trying to get a date out with is trying to talk to you, and you're not going to, like, actually be polite and pay attention to what she's saying. I didn't get a date with her. There's nothing I can do about it. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. This is, like, mopey James at its finest. Yeah. So Lily tells him that she's sorry about what happened, and James says he gets it, and that she wanted to talk to Severus, him. But he, exactly, like, he knows she was going to try to talk to Snape. So why doesn't, why doesn't, like, why does, why did he do it? Um, so James tells her that she's wasting her time and kicks a newspaper that has a bunch of muggle death reports on it due to the first Wizarding War. And I was just, like, amazed at how much detail that the newspaper has. Yeah. I wonder where they got it. You know, they probably just had to print, like, their own cover sheet. Yeah. And the inside was probably just, like, stuffed with paper. So they talk about how complicated the world has gotten, and James tells her that he won't ask her out anymore. He promises. Lily tells him that the sad thing is that she was planning on saying yes this time. James asks her about the dance that was happening that night, and she says yes. So, the camera pans over to across the courtyard, and you can see Remus and Sirius are walking together under the invisibility cloak and arguing because Remus does not think that this is a good idea. And honestly, there's the biggest echo in the place that they are filming that I feel like James and Lily would have heard them because they're loud. Yeah. Yeah, they are loud. And, like... James and Lily are right there <laughs> around the corner, and they can't, like, hear that. And it's also kind of hard to believe how few students they have in it. Mm-hmm. Because there's barely any students walking around. But I actually think they did, like, a good job with, like, what they had. That's like, true. I was impressed. Like, it is, you do have to work with what you have, but... It would have been cooler, I mean, especially because they were at the college, all they had to do would be like, okay, if you're a Harry Potter fan, meet us here, you know, in your graduation robes, and we're going to film you. Yeah. So, um, they take the invisibility cloak off and hide behind a big bush. So, Rima said that maybe Lily said yes, and Sirius said that she was a sensible girl, and that James was more like him. And that's never going to happen. And I, I was very amazed at Sirius saying this. I was like, wow, Sirius, you speak it's the very truth. very self-aware. Yeah. But I just and, love that quote. Like, there's just a very intentional pause. He's just like, Evans, she's a sensible girl. James, he's more like me. Like, it was yeah. just perfect. I think that was the best representation of Sirius in the whole movie. Yeah. Because he... He, like you said, he's self-aware, and he's not really being very mopey in that point. Yeah. And he's not, he's not being dumb, he's just being himself. And I think that, that's what we want, like, I think that's what they needed to do a little bit more with Sirius. I also like the dung bomb line. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 
so serious like you said, gets two dung bombs, dung bombs out, and Remus stops him and points at Lily and James, who are standing up. Lily and James kiss, and they walk away holding hands. Next, it cuts to Peter, who is combing his hair in the dormitory. Uh, so I feel this, so bad for him. I know. Um, do you guys? So do you guys? I think this is the common room. Yeah, because there's a fireplace yeah. and there's a couch. But the weird thing is that first of all, no one's in there. <laughs> Yeah. And everyone's always in the dormitory. And you can tell that the couches are just covered in, like, red sheets. Exactly, mm. which is the weird part. It's like, and, and, and one of the chairs is even, isn't completely covered. And they're, like, weirdly covered in red sheets. It's not like they were nicely tucked into the cushions. They were, like, just thrown over I the know. couch. Yeah. And I was and like... I feel like they didn't even have to be red. Like... Yeah. They could have just, like, squashy armchairs. I mean, like, yeah, maybe if they were blue or green or yellow, that might be a little bit weird. But, like, yeah. if they were black, that would have been fine. If they were gray, that would have been fine. They should, they, all they had to do was put, like, a yellow pillow on the gray chair. Yeah. And then it would have been, you know, a little bit more Gryffindorish. Or, like, <laughs> they should have put background chatter. Yeah. True. So that it sounds like other people are in there. Um, so then it clips to a bunch of couples walking to and from the dance, and next we see Remus and Sirius sitting on the ground in the common room, eating candy, asking who wants to go on a date anyway. Remus told Sirius that Lily was nice and that he would like her. Sirius, Sirius said yeah, and Remus said that they managed they managed a good, a good bit of mischief in their time. And I, I didn't realize this until the second time of me watching it, because this is like, the, it's supposed to be, like, the end of their childhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though I feel like the end of the childhood would have been a long time ago. Because this I is the, hate the year the end they, scene. Turn, they become adults. Wait, who do you hate? Sorry. Like, the end scene, just, like, how Sirius, like, eats that candy is just so weird. Yeah, it's kind of like, like, I'm sad, so I'm going to eat this candy. Yeah. I'm going to have five buckets of ice cream tonight. Like, candy, then, like, cure my sorrows. Exactly. Um, this is what people do when they're sad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, one of the problems with the Marauders is they don't become anime guy until their fifth year. Yeah. So they're not, they're not like, um, sorry, I'm like trying to come up with what I was going to say. Uh, they're not, they didn't have that much time to be anime guy and just cause all this mischief. So yeah, it is kind of sad that this is the end of their childhood. Yeah. And then, so at the very end, after all the credits, they do this really cute extra scene at, um, where they dance in front of the fountain, just like the picture in the Harry Potter movies, and they just talk in character. I didn't oh, I actually like see that. this until the second time watching, but I actually think it's the best scene in the whole film. It is so, like, perfect. I know. Like, they just all, they, like, they just dance around and they talk in character. So the very beginning of them dancing is, like, not like how it looked in the picture, but then when they're dancing um, in the end, like, at the, towards the end of their dance, they look like they're in the picture. Mm-hmm. And it looks My like that. The comment is, like, in the background, there are, like, ducks walking around. Oh, I oh didn't even realize that. <laughs> That's actually kind of funny. I'm pretty sure just, it's like, the, the same. random duck. I think Miss it's the same Gets fountain. These ducks yeah. are going down. <laughs> I think it's the same fountain that they did in the, um, film but and it's the same outfits too which was like really awesome yeah i was really amazed at how 
first Lily's outfit. Just in Lily's outfit mm-hmm. um, at the in the end scene was just super cute. I think okay. My one complaint about like I think the biggest thing for me was when you see all those couples like going to and from the dance. They should have done scenes where they showed, like, Peter with his date and Lily and James with their, like, together. Yeah. And I I think that... waiting to see, like, Peter. Exactly. I was, like, looking very... I mean, when I watched it the second time, I was like, okay, I'm going to pay a lot of attention. I'm going to make sure that, like, see if Peter's in this. Mm -hmm. And he's not. And it's super sad. Like, Mm -hmm. why couldn't they just put him in that? Um, so... And then we, now we can just, since the sections are over, just talk about anything we liked, anything we didn't like, and just anything, pretty much. Okay, I loved Wormtail and Sirius. You loved Wormtail and Sirius. Okay, actually, yeah, let's do favorite characters and the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mine is Lily. Mine is Wormtail. I think Lily did a really good job of being Lily. <laughs> and, I don't know, I felt like... I was looking at Lily. I didn't feel like I was looking at just this random girl who likes Harry Potter. I was looking, I felt like I was looking at the character. Mm-hmm. I would say Lily and Remus. Yeah, Remus was a good character. And then, is there like a specific reason that you liked Remus? Um, I just think like, you know, in the books we see like, oh, I've been a werewolf for like a long time and like, you know, my job is really stressful, Remus. Yeah. But, like, in this, we just get to see, like, just Remus, like, just having fun. Yeah. He's very and that's wise. that's really nice. Yeah. I like the way they portrayed Wormtail. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I don't think that character really had any faults. Mm-hmm. And he was, so like, a very cute version. of, like, the overall plot? Okay, so I'm still... I don't like it. I didn't like the plot. I still don't think that it really made sense that they were doing a Valentine's Day dance because they've never done that before Mm -hmm. in Harry's time at Hogwarts, and, like, you think they would keep up the tradition. Yeah, or at least you'd think they'd hear about it even in their first year. Yeah, that's true. So I think that's my one complaint about the plot. What about you? Yeah, I liked it. I mean, I definitely wish they had done the, like, going to the dance scene differently. Mm-hmm. But other than yeah, that, Yeah, it was really kind of weird. It. I liked like, just all with the things kids. that they showed us, too. Yeah. And we got to see just a lot of each character, except for Snape. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, I think they did, um, a good job. I think they just did a good job overall, because... I know that making a film is probably extremely hard, and then making a film just based on other people's yeah. characters yeah. is even harder, because you didn't make the characters, so you don't know everything there is to know about these characters. Totally. So, I didn't pay attention to the wands, but did you notice if they were the actual character wands? So, I don't think we get a close enough view. Because, like, okay. the only time we see is, like, Remus, we see the wand tip. Mm-hmm. And then we see James, and we see the tip of his wand when he does Alohomora, and we see, like, the outline of his wand when he's playing with the water. It would have been really cool if they had gotten the actual character wands. Yeah. Hmm. Do you know if they're, like, 
cheaper versions of the character ones from Universal Studios that don't actually... Well, I bet you could probably just buy ones that work, because those are cheaper than the replicas, but you could just snip off the part that, like, that plastic part at the tip. Yeah. Well, um, Ellie, you have a, you have several ones, right? Yeah. How many of them actually work at Universal? None of them. Okay. Because I've never been, so. Oh, yeah, okay. I need to. So. But I'm going to LeakyCon this year, or next year. I'm so excited. Where is it taking place at? It's in Orlando, right? Denver. It's oh, it's in Denver. It's the first time it's ever been to Denver. That's so. awesome. Yeah, I, I want to go, um, well, I want to go when it's somewhere in the, because, like, we live pretty far from northern, the northern U.S., yeah. so anytime it's in, like, southern U.S., like, in Florida, um, we could probably, you know, go on some sort of road trip, but... If it's in the southern U.S., I definitely want to go because I don't want to go to Why? I want to go to all the panels. I just don't. I've listened I wanna, to like, panels. On, listen like, to Wizard Rock. It's the only awesome. thing I've considered going to is Celebration. Okay. The Star Wars. The Star Wars. The Star Wars, like, con. The Star <laughs> Wars, like, key con. Uh, yeah, I, um, I think that would be, Leaky Con would be cool. But, mm-hmm. um... Yeah, I think that overall, what would you guys rate this out of 10 stars? Four. Okay, let's say, you know what, we're going to do in, ter- in terms of a family film, and then we're going to do in terms of the Harry Potter films. Okay. Harry Potter films, two. <laughs> That's really <Wow>. mean. <laughs> Harsh. Fan-made films, seven. In terms of fan-made films, I'm going to give this a nine, because I think it's probably one of the better ones. And I think in terms of the actual Harry Potter movies, I would give it a five because that's high. Like, that's even yeah. high for in terms of a Harry Potter movie. I would do a six Harry Potter movie. Oh, my and gosh. I felt like it was really good. Yeah, um, it was. And ooh, eight fan-made films. Yeah, I mean, it was it was good. Because, mm-hmm. like, have you guys seen, like, Sisters of House Black? No. Oh, wait. I've seen that. Like, I haven't seen it, but I've, like, scrolled past it, and that looked kind of Yeah, cool. I recommended this. Because that one is pretty good. I just yeah. really like the girl who plays Bellatrix. And there's one. Okay, so, like, I haven't seen any of them, and I'm not, like, trying to be rude to the studio, but there's one called, like, Lily Evans, Lily Evans of the 11th Hour. But I feel like that's kind of, if you're going to make one movie, make one. Don't try to make this whole chain out of them that, like, you know. I I think that, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Okay. But I think if, if Luna was good, Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, if Luna was bad, um, and, um, and, or Bellatrix was good, Luna and Bellatrix would be best friends. That's a yeah. good idea, actually. Yeah. Um. So, so do you guys wanna? Oh, sorry. Go at, ahead. Like my list of fan films that I want to watch. So there's one called like The Marauders Home. I don't know if that's. Oh yeah, that. I've scrolled past that. That has like a million yeah. views, so I'll probably watch it because it seems popular. And then there's Snape and the Marauders. I've seen that too. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched any of them other than Mission Managed, but I've like scrolled yeah. past that. And then there's. 
Ilvermorny. And then there was another one. I can't remember what it was called, but that one was really good. Was it The Tale of the Three Brothers? Yes. Okay, yeah. I started that, but, like, the first ten minutes just looks like talking, so I was like, yeah, yeah I'll just save this I for later. I don't like the story part, but the actual, like, film part. And then there's one called, like, Life After Fred that's on my, like, watch. Oh, I'll, I'll need to watch that. I love Fred and George so much. And then, so I'll, I'll have to watch that. Yeah, that's it. And then, and then I also watched, like, Hermione Granger and the Quarter Life Crisis. I was didn't really good? like that one. That one was oh. weird. Like a midlife crisis, but a quarter life crisis. Yeah. So, do you guys want to just talk about, as kind of like what we're doing, but just fan-made movies in general, like, if you made a fan-made movie, what would it be about, and like, how would you, how would you do it? Because fan-made movies seem like they're hard to do. Um, so, Ella, you said, you told us recently that you were working on one, so you don't have to like, tell everything about it, just so that, you know, it doesn't, the idea doesn't get stolen or anything. Yeah. But... Do you know what it's going to be about? Yeah, so it's going to be, like, Quidditch. Oh, okay. And just, like, kind of, just, like, how I think, like, you know, like, meeting in the locker room and, like, talking about Quidditch before practice. Mm -hmm. And then, like, my friends have, like, a little green screen in their garage. So we're going to do, like, just some Quidditch shots with that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, and then, yeah, I think if I had to do one, I would do a Hogwarts Founders one. Ooh. Um, I think that could be really fun, because then you could explore each of their, like, you could come up with stuff, because we barely know anything about them, yeah. and you could really just explore, like, their characters individually, and then how they, how they are when they're together. And then what about you, Vaughn? You don't know. The problem, like, okay, so at first I was thinking, like, if I did one, what about Fred and George? But then I was like, I would but that wouldn't one. work, because if you did one about Fred and George, you can't have the same actors who play Fred and George. Yeah. And, like, Harry Potter, because they're so, they're big. They're, like, very iconic. You can't do mm-hmm. before they were at Hogwarts, because they were just little. You could do Bill. Bill. Ooh, that would be you could do his life after Hogwarts. You could do Bill and Flora's family. You could do one Wait. about Victoire. Mm. Or Louis. Well, we've already seen Bill. Well, I know, but, like, we haven't seen his life after Hogwarts. Before the battle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that could be cool. And if oh, you're really cool if they ch- d- did Charlie handling dragons. Yeah. If you're really good at CGI, <laughs> then you could do that. But, I mean, I think, I feel like it would be just so hard to edit it with the CGI. Yeah. Is there anything else specifically that you wanted to talk about for today's episode? Um, Are you guys gonna do any, like, Harry Potter thing for, like, winter? Like, Christmas? Um... Not really. I'll probably, um, start rereading Harry Potter. Um, over our, like, Christmas break. I'm not, I'm not gonna reread Harry Potter. <laughs> oh my god. I'm you not a person to. who rereads books. I reread 
every single book that I like ah. over and over and over again. I, you know what? I'm not I one heard, of those fan. I'm not one of the, I'm not that type of fan. I'm like, okay, so I've heard, I heard someone say this and I thought it was a good idea. So like, they do a yearly reread of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a really good idea just to stay connected. I read them every summer. Yeah. That's a good idea because then you have way more time. Like during mm-hmm. school, it's really hard to find time to reread it and because so you have to read hard. all the school books totally. that they're going to assign. Yeah. Because I'm going to like, it's like a library. They're doing like a virtual Yule Ball. Ooh. And like Tonks and the Auras are going to be performing cool. at it. So I'm going to go to that. Well, like the ones, okay, I've seen those, those people on Spotify. Yeah. That's cool. Do you guys, like, listen to a lot of Wizard Rock? Um, to be honest, no. Like, I've scrolled through some of them. Like, I, I've i seen Harry and the Potters. I've seen Draco and the Malfoys. I listened to 90, Harry Potter 99 Seconds by John Kozar. Oh, my sister loves that. Yeah, it's pretty good. And, like, I kind of regret listening to it because now when I listen to Hedwig's theme, <laughs> I will, like, hum the early, like, I'll, like just be constantly thinking of the 99 Harry Potter 99 seconds by John Cozart lyrics that it kind of ruins Hedwig's theme now (laughs) because I'm just constantly thinking of the lyrics but it was a good listen Mm -hmm. uh I'll actually just link that one for the in the show notes because it's, it's pretty good yeah um so is there anything else that you wanted to talk about not really no. Okay, so thank you to everyone for listening. Um, be sure to leave us a quick review and rating on Apple Podcasts. And you can email, email us at insidehogwartspod at gmail.com. And thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. Make sure to check back every Tuesday for another Inside Hogwarts episode.